welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We thank you for joining us. We are in week three of Level Up Your Moments. And on today's episode, we have Pastor Marias Richardson. He talks about the giants we all deal with in our life. Now, just like in the biblical time, David faced his ultimate giant in Goliath. But in the modern times, we deal with our own giants from all different situations. Just know, with God on your side, the moment is never too big for Him. Before we start today's episode, we'd like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We want to be a sustainable resource to you and your loved ones when they're looking for a place of faith. You can cash app us, that's dollar sign, New A, Aliante. You can text give, text 77977 to New Antioch, all one word. You can visit our website, that's newantioch-aliante.org. Hit the donate tab and you can donate safely and securely. Or you can mail it in, that's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084, Suite 100. And we thank you in advance for your partnership. Also, links will be in the description of this podcast. Now, the episode. Right there. The moment that you are driving, he's still right Of course he does. And so I give honor to God who is 
the head of my life. I give honor to my pastor, Dr. Naima Parson, who is absolutely the greatest leader that I've been under. The greatest leader that I know. She is totally a gift to God. I mean, a gift from God to the kingdom of God, and especially more locally to the house of Antioch. I thank God for his calling. I thank God for her hearing. I thank God for her yes. I thank God for his keeping. Hallelujah. I thank God for what he is doing in her life. And so God, wherever she is right now, God, keep her in the mighty name of Jesus. Keep evil away from her, God. And keep her away from evil. Give her traveling mercies, God. Allow her to come back home safely in the mighty name of Jesus. The work that she's doing, God, hallelujah, and anoint her for it right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Everywhere she goes, let her be an impact. Let her be effective and effective in the work of God. Beautiful are the feet of those who bring the message of God. And so we thank God for our pastor. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am going to come unto you. Uh, we're still talking about our moments. I am going to talk to you about uh, coming from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 19 through 23. And if you it is your first or second time here, it is our custom, amen, as you see that we stand for the reading and the receiving of the word of God. I am going to come to you from the New Living Translation. I'm going to actually read it uh, in our hearing. I'm coming to first, coming from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 19 through 23. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers. And give these ten cuts of cheese to, to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israel and the Israelite army at the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. And so David left the sheep with another shepherd and sat out early the next morning with the gifts. As Jesse had, I directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and a battle cry. Soon the Israelites and the Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gad, hallelujah, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. You may have your seats. Hallelujah. And this story is so good. I will basically tell you that the story goes on to say that as soon as the army of Israel, Israel began to hear him, the word of God says they, they, they were struck, struck with fear and they began to run. Have you seen him? Have you seen the giant? He, he comes out every day to defy the armies of 
Israel. He's defying the armies of God. The story goes on to say that it says that it says that uh, the king had the king was afraid and he had actually put out a reward which included one of his daughters to marry and the man who would defeat this Goliath, this giant of a man, he would be able to uh, go free without paying his taxes. David is going to this place of war for day in and day out. It says that this, this went on for about 40 days. And so it says that David is now asking after he hears this Philistine talk about what he's going to do against the armies of God. It says that David is now asking, who is this pagan? Who is this Philistine that he is allowed to defy the armies of God? Just so you know, I love the story of David. David is a type of Christ. He, he, the meaning of a type of Christ is means that in a lot of the moments of his life, they actually resemble, they closely resemble the life in the moments of Jesus Christ. David is a type of Christ. His life and the moments of his life they closely and actually resemble the moments of Jesus Christ. Actually, David is the one who is pointing forward to Jesus Christ. Everything that is happening with David, David is showing you is going to happen to our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is coming. And this is where we find David in, this is where we find David in the text. He's, he's walking upon probably the most defining moment of his life. David's victory over Goliath is a forecast of even a greater victory that will eventually come through Jesus Christ. And that victory is, hallelujah, the victory over sin. David's tightness has him in a defining moment. Is there anybody in the house have found themselves in a defining moment? Uh, what is a defining moment? A defining moment is an event which determines or typifies all subsequent or related occurrences or what happens in this moment determines what will happen in the next moments of your life. Uh -huh. A defining moment is a moment that you are in or up against that is going to determine what happens in the next moments of your life. And, and this moment is not too big for him. That is the title yeah. of my sermon. And this moment is not too big for him. Right. On occasion where your life Path is undeniably changed depending on how you make this next choice. Uh, your life will change. Are you going to exercise or are you going to just take the medicine for the rest of your life? Or are, are you going to stay married and work it out? Or, or are you going to go ahead and say quits and get the divorce? Are you going to uh, join? Are you going to go to school or are you going to join the military? What is it are you going to do in this defining moment? moment. What are you going to do in this defining moment? Or are, are you going to choose the Holy Spirit or are you going to just choose the drugs and the alcohol and the liquor? Are you going to give your life to Christ or are you going to live your life in sin? This is a defining moment. Has anyone found themselves in a defining moment today? Hallelujah. 
I love about this. I love David. I love David. You can learn from David. You can read David's story. You can learn from David, but you cannot lean on David. Hallelujah. I said that you can learn from David, but you cannot lean on David. Let me make sure that I don't lose Hallelujah, that I don't lose my place. Hallelujah, you can learn from David, but you cannot lean on David. You can read about his life and learn from him, but the only person that you can lean upon is God. Yeah. Psalm 37 says that be still and rest in the Lord. Yeah. Wait for him and patiently lean yourself upon yeah. him. Leaning on God or trusting is God is like leaning a ladder up against the wall that you are going to climb. Don't you know when you lean the ladder up against the wall and climb it, you are not depending, you are not trusting on the ladder, but you are actually trusting on the wall. Uh, some of y'all ain't even got it yet. You're climbing the ladder as if it is the steps to the ladder that is holding you up. But if the wall was to fall, it doesn't matter how sturdy the steps of the ladder is that you are depending on. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, who are you leaning on? Uh-uh. Ask your neighbor, who are you leaning on? What are you leaning on? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lean on me. When you are strong. Yeah. 
and how he is determined how to not let his people, his chosen people, yeah. Yeah. be slaves to the to those that are of the Philistine nature. Yeah. But God chooses David. God chose you to be the forefront that he is going to bring giants down at your hand. Yeah. But it is not so that you get the glory. Yeah. It is so that God can show and exemplify his power through you. Yeah. That he will ultimately Get the praise. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's where we go wrong. See, we think that it's about us. We do. We think it's about us because it's our story. This happened to me. They said that to me. I'm the one got sick. It was me. But it's not about you. It's about God. It's about God. Hallelujah. You are not able to destroy your giants in your own strength. You don't have the stature. You don't have the credibility. You don't have the resources. You don't have the strength. You don't have the know-how. You don't have the wisdom that it takes to bring down your giant. But God does. God does. And so what is it that we learn from here? We learn that uh, uh, the before you face a giant, you have to heal. Somebody write that down. Before you face a giant, you're going to have to heal. Well, what do you mean, preacher? There's nothing that you read about healing in this story. Then how do you get the point that, that we have to heal? Well, David, again, is a type of Christ. David is chosen by God. And so David, although he is chosen to be the king of God's people, he is not the first king that God's people had. The first king that God's people had was King Saul, who was actually king at this time. But Saul, who is the chosen by the people, but anointed by God, he goes out to war and he disobeys what God tells him to do. Upon his disobeying God, hallelujah, God strips his anointing from him and now tells Samuel the prophet that I am going to choose a king myself for my people. And so what I need you to do is I need you, Samuel, to go down to Jesse's house because he has eight sons that I'm going to pick my king for my people from. And so Samuel is obedient to God. He goes down to Jesse's house and he tells Jesse, I have come to anoint, hallelujah, the next king of Israel and I need you to bring your sons. And so Jesse brings his seven sons. Hallelujah. He brings his seven sons to be, one of them has to be anointed king. And so the word of God says that uh, Samuel, the prophet who, who, who has come to anoint the man of God to be the next king of Israel, he sees, uh, he sees Jesse's first son and he says, this man has to be it. He's tall, he's muscular, he's handsome. This man ha has got to be it. But God says, no, this is not the man that I have chosen. 
him, okay, let's go to the next one. The second son comes, and Jesse, I mean Samuel again, is awestruck on his physical appearance, and he says, well, this has to be the anointed, the pick, the chosen of God. God says, no, this is not the one that I've called. And so Jesse goes, I mean, Samuel goes to all of Jesse's sons, except one of them, but the oil that was chosen, uh, that he was going to use to, to anoint the king, it would not flow. And so, and so, and so Samuel, he's disturbed and he says, Jesse, have you another son? Have you, is there anybody else? I know that I've heard God, right? I know that I've come to anoint the man of God, but the oil of God is not flowing on the chosen one. And so Jesse calls his son. He says, I do have one who is actually tending to the sheep, but he is small. He, he, he's ruddy. He, he's not muscular at all. He, he, he's not the one that I would choose. This is Jesse talking about his own son. And so what is it that Jesse here had to, I mean, what is it that David had to heal from? David had to heal from being rejected. David had to heal from being rejected. And so you cannot face the giants that God wants to bring down. God wants to off with his head because you are still suffering from rejection. Uh-huh. Your mother rejected you. Uh-huh. Your friends may have rejected you. Uh-huh. That man may have told you that you were no good for nothing. Hallelujah. And that you he rejected you. What he tell? What he tell old girl on color purple? You're black. You, you, you're ugly. Uh-huh. Oh, nobody wants you. God. 
it says here, it says that it gets back to Saul that David wanted to face the giant. So Saul calls David. He calls for David in to tell him, you're too young. You're too small. And Goliath has been a man of war from his youth. Verse 34 says that, but David said that I have been taking care of my father's sheep and his goats. He said, and when a lion or a bear come to steal a lamb off from the flock, he said, I would go after it with the club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. And if the animal would turn on me, I would catch it by its jaw. I would catch it by its beard and I would club that animal until it would die. And this pagan, this Philistine pagan, he's going to fall the same way. Why? Because the Lord that delivered me out of the hands of the lion, the Lord that delivered me out of the hands and out of the mouth of the bear, he is going to help me bring down this giant, does anybody need help? Does anybody need help? See, see, I understand, I understand, because you're still looking and thinking about a man as being a giant. But, but what about that 30 pounds that you were supposed to lose? Uh-huh. What about that credit score that you were supposed to rise up? Uh-huh. No, we're talking about giants. Yeah. What, what about you getting over that situation, over that trial, over that addiction? What are you going to do now? Where is your help coming from? The Bible says that it was Saul who was screaming day in and day out to the Philistines. Are you going to come out and fight against me? This is what that this is what that addiction is saying to you. Who is going to come and rescue you? Who is going to come and fight for you? This is what this is what that depression is saying to you. Who is going to come and lift your spirits? Who is going to come and free you from me? Who is going to come and lift your spirits? This is what the spirit of depression is saying. Who is going to put this marriage back together? Who is going to put Put the broken pieces back together. This is what the demon, this is what the giant is saying in your marriage. Who is going to heal you from that death? Who is going to free you from this sin? This is what the giant is saying to the people of God. And it is David who rolls up on them and he says, wait one moment. Does anybody have Await one moment in their spirit. It, it doesn't seem like it. Is anybody tired of the voices of the giants that are speaking in your life? Is anybody tired of the giants that are speaking in your family, to your children, in your church? Every time you open that bank account on your phone, every time you hear about somebody talk about them buying a house and you can't, or you ain't, because your credit ain't big enough for the moment. Come on, you will find help. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And this is what we learn from David. What else do we learn from David? We learn that David, we learn that God, hallelujah, will hand him over. Yeah. 
yeah. when you lean on God. Yeah. And so when you lean on him, because he's not too big for the moment, he will heal you. He will help you. And he will hand him over. The Bible says that David prepares himself and he's ready to go down to battle this giant. David runs down to the battle line and Saul is running. I'm sorry, uh, Goliath is running toward him. And David says to him, today he says that you have come against me with sword and with spirit and with javelin. And But I have come to you in the name of the Lord God, who, who, who is the God of the children, the armies of Israel, who you have divided. Divide. And in this day, he is going to hand you over into my hands and I'm going to chop your head smooth off. Oh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that needs God to hand Hallelujah, their giants over to them. Oh, you guys don't seem like you need God to do anything in your life. Somebody in your life has is facing a giant, but are you going to stand on behalf of them? This is what David did. Are you going to stand on behalf of them? Hallelujah, so that God can hand this giant over unto you. There is a giant that is talking to your children, but you don't know what to do to him. But if you believe on God, God will hand that giant over unto you and you will be off with his head. There is a giant that is talking to you in your marriage. Hallelujah. And it seems like it's too big for you for you to bring it down. But God, if you will lean on him, if you trust in him, he will hand that demon, he will hand that, that giant down over to you and you will be off with his head. Is there anybody that need God to hand down these giants in your life? What else do we find in the scripture, in the story? We know that we find that Jesus, that God will give you a hand. Where? Well, it says that Jesse Sit. He wanted to get food and, and he wanted to get cheese and bread to his sons and to the men of war, but he needed a hand. And so he gave them to the chosen one to go and feed his brothers and those who were in the war. When he gets there, he knows that his family, his brothers, he knows that the nation that he belongs to he knows that his king, whom he loves so much, they need a hand. Yeah. Because they have faced this giant that has caused terror, that has caused fright or fear, Lord God, to, to be in their heart. And so when he rises up on the scene, he sees that they need a hand. So what David does is he, he the Bible says that he leaves the sheep yeah. to another shepherd. And the bread and the cheese that he brings to feed his brothers and to feed those who were in the war, he hands them to someone who is going to take care of them. And he steps in place for them and to offer them a hand. They need a hand to bring down this giant. They, they need a hand, hallelujah, to be free from this war. And this is what God is showing us, that when you are in a place 
that you have no uh, equipment to fight with, God will send you a helping hand. You could be that helping hand to somebody. Why is it that God has chosen you to be in the body of Christ? Because your family is fighting a war that he has called you to be the chosen only, helping to be a hand for them. Why is it that God has called you righteous? Is it because God has chosen you to be a hand to those who cannot call out for to God themselves? Is it because God has chosen you to be a testimony, to be a witness, to be an intercessor, to pray for someone who's gone through what you have gone through and offer a hand to them? Is it because God wants to cause you to be a hand for someone? God will heal you. God will help you. God will hand the giants over. Let's say it like this. God will hand the demon over. The demon of depression. He'll hand him over. This is the beautiful thing that I learned. It says that in the story that the Philistine army was on one mountain. And, and, and the children of Israel were on another mountain. It says that, but David and Goliath, they met in a valley. Man, what a trying year we've been having. And you may find yourself in a valley, yeah. facing a giant, you need some help. You 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 need some healing. You you may need God to hand this giant over. You need God to give you a hand. The beautiful thing about it is that whether you are up on a mountain or whether you are down in the valley. God's arm is not too short that he cannot reach you. God's GPS is right on time. He knows exactly where you are. He knows where to send your help. And so right there in your valley, don't be stricken with fear. Know that God is with you and that he has given you, if you would lean on him, he has given you all of him to give this giant over in your head. So if you would think about how the sound of a giant is reverberating off of the mountains in this valley, it would almost seem as if you cannot hear anything else. You cannot hear anything but the negative thoughts that come through depression. It seems as if you cannot hear anything else but the negative voices that come through the valley of infirmity or the excuse me, the valley of sickness. It seems that you cannot hear anything else. Hallelujah, but sadness and the voice of grief because you are in a valley. But I need you to take courage. I need you to understand that God is ever-present help in the time of trouble. And it's right there. That God will give you the victory in your defining moments. Yeah. And so right there in that valley of addiction, off with 
through his hand. Right there in the valley of depression. Off with his head. Right there in the valley of sleeplessness and, and restlessness. Off with his head. I, I must be speaking to somebody who, who, who has no trials, who has nothing that they need help with, who has nothing that they need God to hand over to him. I must be speaking to some people who are at the, at the green pastures. Or, 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 or still waters. Is there anybody who have found themselves in, in the valley of Elam? Hallelujah. I want you to know that it is off with his head. God has come to give you help. God has come to heal you. God has come to hand the demon over, the giant over. And God has come to give you a hand. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so, let's pray. Let us pray. Let us say. Let us say. Let us say. Let us say. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. God, we bless your holy name today. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you right now, Lord God, that the moment that your people are facing, that you are not too big for this moment. In this moment, God, we, we some of us need help, God. We need help, God, with the weight of oppression and depression. We need help, God. We've been wrestling with this addiction. Hallelujah, we need your help, God. It seems as if we cannot control ourselves, God. We, we need the help, God. We thank you that you are not too big for the moment. We lean upon you right now, God. We rest upon you right now, God. It is not our name. It is not because we are chosen. It is not because of our intellect. It is not because of our finances, God. Hallelujah, it is because of you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, that we will get the victory right now, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Someone needs help with their mind, God. They don't sleep well at night, God. They can't focus, God, for more than five seconds on a thing. Their thoughts are confused. Their thoughts are mixed up. Darkness is in their mind, God. They hallelujah have no way, Lord God, to imagine that there's going to be light. They need your help. Lord God, my brother that's next to me, my, my sister that's next to me, God, I pray for their help right now, God. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what valley that they are in, God, but I pray for them. I have come on their behalf, Lord God, to say, Help them, God. They are in the valley of decisions. Hallelujah. They are in the valley of decisions. And they need your help, God. Lord God, there's a marriage, Father, that are in the valley. And they are at a defining moment. Help 
children to make the right decision. There is my brother or my sister, Lord God, who have got a diagnosis, God, or a prognosis from the doctor, and they have to make a defining decision in this moment. God, be their help. God, heal them in the mighty name of Jesus. There is a young person, a teenager, who is struggling about what they're going to do with their life. Is this really real? Am I going to serve God? Help them to make up their mind, God. Show yourself mighty in their life, God. Reveal yourself to them, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father. We thank you. We bless you. We praise your holy name, God. Those who are suffering with rejection right now, God. 40 years old. 50 years old. Still struggling from being rejected as a child, God. Would you give them the help that they need? Would you hand over this demon of, of Lord God, rejection over to them that they may walk in your power, that they may walk in your authority, that they may walk in your victory, God. In the right name of Jesus. Lord God, we know that it's not about us, but that you have chosen us. We will go. We'll stand the gap. We will fight God for somebody else. Just like you fought for us. Give us all a heart for prayer. Give us all a heart for intercession, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, this church, this ministry, God, we have giants that are in our way, God. And we need you to offer their head for us. In the name of Jesus, show us, God, how to build this community. Show us, Lord God, how to saturate this community with your presence, with your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, we, we need your help as a ministry. Our pastor needs your help as a ministry, Lord God. Our leaders need your help as a ministry, Lord God. Would you send those to this ministry that said that I will give a hand, I will help Say the gap, I will be the one that shows before it. We thank you. We bless you. We praise your holy name. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and thank God. There is a giant that somebody is facing today as you take your seats. And that giant is sick. You are in a valley. You are in a defiant moment. God is pressing on you. God is waiting on you. God is speaking to you right now where you sit. You're not leaning on him, but he's leaning on you. He's telling you, daughter, I've chosen you. I know they disregarded you. I know that they rejected you. I know that they looked over you. But I have chosen you. Son, I know. I 
know. But I saw you. And I see you. And I have a work for you to do. I am calling you. I'm leaning upon you. I have work for you to do. There are giants I need to fall at your hands. I will hop myself in your life. You're going to work in my power. You're going to work in my authority. In the whole way you know it is me. If that is you, you need to give your life to Christ. Please raise your hand. There was a small prayer that we want to pray with you. I want you to know that this kind of giant, this giant falls real easy. I like to call it easy. It's easy. It's a hard thing, but it's easy to fall. It's a heavy thing, but it's going to fall real easy. It's easy work for God. Keep your life open to Christ. It's easy to do. If you would just lean on me. And then from there, God will show you in His Word and through His Spirit how to bring down all the other things. Is there anybody who wants to give their life Sing this if everybody has. If you are online. And you want to give your life to Christ, please type in the chat. I want to give my life to Christ. I declare the giant is falling in your life right now. The giant of insecurity. The giant, hallelujah, of low self-esteem. The giant of arrogance. All oh, they are falling right now in our lives. You don't have to worry about facing anything else in your own strength or in your own might. Just like David, you can fight every time with the word of God. We said that David was a type of Christ. And Jesus Christ had to face his own giants. And he whipped that giant with the word of God. And so it seems that all of us are in the body of Christ. But let's make sure. Let's all stand to our feet. We're going to give our life to Christ today again. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you're able to. I understand. So just repeat after me. Lord Jesus. I believe in you. I believe, God, that you make giants fall. I got giants in my life. And they are too big for me. But in this moment, God, I know that this you're not too big for the moment. So I give my life to you. I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. Who died for my sin and rose to give me life. I accept you right now, Jesus, in my life. Be my God. Be my Lord. Be my strength. And from this day forward, you and I, God, we're going to break down every time. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's thank God for Pastor Marias on this afternoon. I thank God for the word that has gone forward. I don't know about y'all, but I've been fighting some giants. And Monique, I just wanted to pray for a couple of people because I was sitting in the room. And he said something that my mom used to say. And I know some of the young people just look like, well, what does that mean? But he said that God would take, um, was going to give David to take Goliath's head smooth off. Smooth off is a clean cut. It is gone. It is off. But some of us have been facing giants, and it's not smooth off. It's still talking trash to us. We're still coming up against it. It still hasn't fallen. And so we chopped at it. It may be kind of jagged, but it's not over. He's still talking, and we're swinging at it. He's still talking, but we're still feeling the effects of the situation. We still keep trying to stand against the situation, but it's not smooth off. Because if it's smooth off, it's completely done, it's over. But they're still talking trash. You didn't get me yet. I'm still right here. You still sad. You still single. You still on the outside. They still didn't choose you. You still have suicidal thoughts. You still smoking. You still drinking. You still fat. No, come on. Don't act like you don't hear nothing. You still out here. But when it's smooth off, there ain't no more talking and that giant has to fall. And I like that Pastor Mariah said that sometimes we need a hand. We need somebody to help us push through this. Y'all, I believe in the power of prayer. But this is one thing that David had to do that the rest of the army and the Israelites did not do. They're on one mountain. The other side is on the other mountain. And Goliath talking trash. Who gonna come out and face me? The whole army is trembling. They're backed up. But he, who, which one of y'all gonna come out and face me? And nobody would come out. The only person that even came out to face him was David. It had been 40 days. They keep lining up. He said they came out with a battle. Ah, we get ready to get him. And then they would do nothing. Because Goliath was still talking trash. And so I just want to pray with some people on this morning, on this afternoon. That I say at least I'm getting ready to take my position against it. I know you stood against it before. But y'all, he said that this moment is not too big for God. But we still have to come out and take our position. And I don't care how many times I gotta take it. I'm gonna get that head taken smooth off. I chopped at it. 
I've chopped at some things in my life. But Tiffany, I'm not done. Because I'm not stopping until I get it smooth off. You know what yours is. It might not have been what we named, but you know what yours is. And so if you're in the room, that's, that's if, you, if you're in the room, it's your business. But if you want to take your position in prayer, if you want a hand, because we're going to pray with you, then come, let's pray. I'm not trying to be up here all day, so if it ain't nobody moving, ain't nobody moving, and we're going to move on into the, uh, into the uh, announcements. But if it's anybody that's facing a giant, then I need this giant to come down in my life. I've been working at this, but it's not done yet. And I want it done in my life. Now, y'all, we're taking a position up in prayer. We're taking a position, God, that I, if you don't have nothing, it's okay. You don't have to force something uh, for your life. But if you got something and you still got something that is talking trash to you, that thing is still echoing at night. It's still speaking loud to you. But it's like, I need this giant to come down in my life. Then we take again a stanza. God, I'm taking up position because you're right. This moment is not too hard for you, God. This moment not too hard. It's not too hard. This moment is not too hard for you, God. And so we gonna pray. Keith, I thank you for a little, a little battle. I thank you for a little battle music. Because God, I'm gonna get my courage up again. I'm gonna see my weapon again.
this. Yes, we are having a service on Christmas Eve. Yes, our team has been preparing. And you all, they have a Christmas concert that is going to be fabulous. Again, there's a few surprises in there. Uh, we're going to tell the Christmas story. It's an amazing time. Come back and bring a guest with you on Christmas Eve. Even if they haven't been to church all year, bring them back on Christmas Eve. And so be here with us at 1230 uh, on next week. And then the following week, y'all, New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday. Amen. And so next and following week is New Year's Eve. And yes, we will have service at 1230. We're going to be in a celebration on that day, not only because it's New Year's Eve, but our pastor promised us a party every time we reached um, 150 people in service five times. Did you know that was our goal for the year was growth? Y'all, we've done it 11 times. 11 times this campus has gotten to over 150. The year prior, our average was between 89 and 99 people. Don't tell me what God won't do. God is still growing his kingdom. And so on New Year's Eve, we'll be here at our regular time at 1230. We're going to have a celebration. We're going to um, have some food and refreshments on New Year's Eve. And so y'all, please come and be out here uh, with us um, so that we can um, be here and to celebrate with us. Um, I think that is all shot. I don't know if you point at me, if you point at Jaden. Okay, you must be pointing at Jaden. All right, thank you all. Y'all, let's stand all over the place. Y'all, we're going to have to retrieve our children from the classroom. Just so you know, parents, they had their pajama jam on today. So they wore their pajamas. They had all kinds of sweets in there. Uh, Miss Lamia and her team has done it up for them in the classroom. And so now y'all get to take them home, bouncing off the walls from all of that sugar and treats and fun that they have had. I thank God for our new staff and for what they're allowed to do. And so let's pray out together again. Meet us back here on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Be here for our special programs, y'all. Come on back and get the calendar for the end of the year. There's a, a calendar of things that we'll be doing. We want y'all to be in with the ornaments. And so join in with us. Let us pray. Father God, we just say thank you for today. Thank you for the word that was delivered by Pastor Marius. God, we thank you, oh God, for the giants that are falling in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that there is nothing too hard for you. We thank you, oh God, for this team that has served in this ministry on today. Oh God, we pray that you are pleased with us. I thank you that you are sending these, your people, out, oh God, reminded that there is nothing too hard for you. Oh God, let us find our just one. Let us find the one that we need to introduce to you, God, and let us, oh God, be proud to do it, to give of that gift. And Lord, we thank you for everyone who has given to our big give Sunday, my God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you. Would you multiply and bless them? Would you multiply the seed that has been given? Would you restore the seed that they gave unto, oh God, the kingdom on today? And so God, we just bless you. And we thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, God. Y'all come on somebody. 
Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encouraged you, lifted your faith, and helped you deal with the giants in your life. We have three campuses conveniently located around the Las Vegas Valley. You can join us. We have a New Antioch Christian Fellowship, our central campus at 2917 West Washington. Services at 9 a.m. We have New Antioch Christian Fellowship Aliante, 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. Service time is at 12.30 p.m. on Sundays. We have Sunrise Christian Fellowship, Sunrise Christian Fellowship LV. Their services are at 6 p.m. on Saturday night. We thank you, and we'll see you next time on the NACF Podcast.